0: Welcome to The Golfing Mind, the podcast, which, as I say every week, almost like a mantra, uh, looks at the game of golf in general and the mental game of golf in particular. Uh, the mental side of golf I find so interesting. Uh, no one else seems to be that interested in doing anything with it. And I don't say that to uh, to uh, belittle the work I do or the work of sports psychologists, but it's an intangible. You know, if you go to the practice range, you hit balls. The putting green, you putt. The bunker, you play wedge shots. But the mental game, there's nothing to to see, and the stuff you have to do to develop your mental strength is pretty um, pretty quiet. A lot of the work I do with my clients involves sitting in a chair, and I like sitting in a chair much of the time. But I appreciate um, you you don't see a difference. And it's a little bit like your, um, the muscles in your body. The first couple of times you go to the gym, you don't see any change. And they're just, they're sore afterwards. It's not until you put a lot of time and effort in that suddenly the benefit is there. And it's not only is it there, it, it stays there. You know, the strength you've gained isn't only available to you when you're in the gym, it's available to you all the time. The same with mental strength. When you develop your mental strength, It's with you 24 seven, not just on the golf course. It's with you in a traffic jam, in a stressful situation, in a confrontation, in a supermarket, wherever, this uh, mental strength. And yet we we don't develop our mental strength. We kind of deep down inside kind of just assume we have it or what we have is as much as we're going to get and there's not much we can do about it, which is just not true, simply not true. Um, However, this is about golf and I'm not going to ramble on too much about sort of the um, the mind and what we can do to build it up because I think if you listen to the podcasts I've shared probably everything I want to sort of uh, or not share tell you everything I know about the game but today I wanted to look at something which um, fascinates me and it's um, anger it's as people who get mad and uh, now we see it sadly in our society, um, in road rage incidents and people in um, being abusive to staff in call centers, uh, it's, and people are getting mad. And when people get angry, they often say, well, I can't help it. I was angry before I could consciously not be angry. And, um, that's not strictly true. I mean, it's true for them, but it's not a reality of our lives. There is a moment before the, the st- between the stimulus and the anger, uh, there's a moment now it can be milliseconds, but if we were to be wise enough uh, to sort of use that gap, to slow everything down. Because I talk about this a lot and a lot of sort of performance consultants will say the same thing, slow down, slow down. Because when we slow down our thinking, we slow down our walking, we slow down our actions. We don't necessarily slow down our swing because we know not to. But being angry or being upset on a golf course, I can guarantee you, will not make you play better Oh, you might knock the next drive 40 yards further than normal but that's a one in 20 shot if you are angry you are out of control i'm not saying crazy out of control like you're going to go on a five county crime spree but you're you're out of control uh momentarily you're more likely how often have you seen an argument when somebody says something quite unpleasant and you can almost see them as they say it put their hand to the mouth and go, I can't believe I just said that. And then afterwards I go, well, it just came out. Well, I'm sorry, it didn't just come out. You, it came into your brain and you decided to just pull the trigger. And on golf, we've got to learn to not pull the trigger when when we've had a run of bad luck or when something happens that just really upsets us. Because trust me, every golfer and every round of golf will have something happen that will be upsetting. I've seen, a golfer hit the most wonderful drive that bounced into the first cut, and we never found it i've seen uh, balls hit beautifully that bounced um from the middle of the fairway into a deep bunker where they stayed for three shots now that's not reason to go and buy a gun and go go crazy bananas obviously not, but what I mean is gets in, if you get mad internally, you get upset internally because that's what we do. we internalize most of our anger. We'll bang clubs or we'll shout our name, prefixing with this, oh, Robin. But even those acts is being mad. And what is the alternative? Well, the alternative, the alternative is to practise calm, you know, and we practise calm by being consciously aware of triggers that would normally make us angry, and not responding to them. I remember as a little boy being told by my mother, "Count to ten before you say anything when you're angry, and count slowly to ten. Not whatever other ten, count slowly to 10. And when I work with my clients, I say to them, "When you're angry, do you drive better? When you're angry, do you putt better? When you're angry, has any part of your game improved?" And They might say, "Mm, sometimes I feel I'm hitting it further, but that's about it. So being angry or upset is not a good place to be. So what's the alternative? The alternative is to practice, and the key word here is practice being calm, not just on the golf course, but if you're in a supermarket store and suddenly the queue in front of you just really slows down. If you're caught in a bad traffic jam, if you're having a conversation at work with someone who's just being a pain in the ass, you know that's a very good time to almost go into what I call observer mode. So rather than take everything very personally, just saying, oh, that's interesting what's going on around here. And in a sense, you become the observer. You become the watcher of what's happening and not the victim of what's happening. And many um, spiritual gurus talk about this concept of, you know, what is the concept when you say, when you say, I'm angry, who is the observer of the anger? Because anger doesn't observe itself. So when you say, I'm angry, um, there's a, a, there is part of you observing what's going on. And if we we can be more aware of the observer, then we're less likely to feel the pain or feel the upset. The other thing we need to do is to uh, PMA positive mental attitude. Now, this has been said so often, it's almost become a cliche, but it's, it's it's worth noting that it's not just some cute mantra created by the copywriters at Disney that we need to be of a positive disposition. Um, the, the research and success indicates that people who have a positive, happy, joyful, optimistic state of mind are more likely to succeed than those who have a negative you know angry miserable anxious depressed attitude, and these studies are the results of over two hundred studies sorry these findings the results of over two hundred studies uh, done in two thousand and five involving over two hundred and seventy five thousand people, and it demonstrates that negative people look outside of themselves to events and achievements as landmarks of their accomplishments in order to make themselves happy. Let me put that another way. Their their happiness is conditional on events and achievements. So I will be happy if I'll be happy when. Positive people, on the other hand, do not make their good feelings conditional upon outside events or achievements. They live free of the fears and stresses that hold back those negative and angry individuals. So if your sort of sense of worth comes from events, external events, then, and and those events don't happen, you're going to get a bit, boo, why does it always happen to me? And, you know, it doesn't always happen to you, it might just feel that way. So if I can encourage you to be uh, of a more positive disposition uh, and don't get mad, you know, practice not getting mad, practice it when, in every situation where you think I'm getting angry here go no I'm not gonna get angry you know and then it become more of a habit and do I get angry you know I was doing an interview once and they said oh are you happy and I'm thinking well that's a good question because I've just written a book about happiness I said well I I think I have more moments when i am experiencing happiness than when I'm experiencing sadness but you know life is a pendulum that goes both ways so and the thinking for me is that, you know, our emotions, our choices, there's sometimes when things, so I'm not saying that just ignore your emotions. And there are some things like, uh, my mother died some years ago, I'm deeply saddened, you know, so I could not be deeply saddened by saying, oh, just choose not to be deeply saddened. But what you can do is just say, okay, accept that information and don't overreact. Don't sort of um, start beating your chest and, wailing like a banshee um, because that's not gonna help you. And the same true I would say on the golf course. So I hope, and I've rambled a little bit here because I've run over my time, but um, choose your outlook, choose not to get mad and choose to be positive. Life's bit choices, make good ones. Um, that's it for this week. And as always, if you're really keen to learn more or develop your mental game, go to the website seeyourgolf.com where there's a free, that's right, free of charge, no costs, nada, zip, zero, free lesson. And if you like it, there are 12 more, which you'll have to pay for, but that's all on the site. Um, And that's it. Have a wonderful week, wherever you are, keep your head down, stay calm, stay positive, stay relaxed, enjoy your golf.